You're listening to the Elevate Your Brand podcast, where we talk to some of the smartest entrepreneurs and fastest growing brands on the market today. I'm your host, Laurel Mintz, a reformed corporate M&A attorney who founded award-winning LA-based marketing agency, Elevate My Brand. We've elevated some of the world's biggest brands from Facebook, Paw Patrol, and Verizon to innovative startups you haven't even heard of yet. Are you ready to elevate your brand? Keep listening. Hi, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Elevate Your Brand. I, of course, am your host, Laurel Mintz, and I am joined today by Kim Small, the Executive Director of NFTE, or NIFTY, which is the Network for Teaching Entrepreneurship Los Angeles. Kim, thank you for being with us today. Thank you, Laurel, for having me. This is exciting. So tell us, what is NIFTY? NIFTY works with a variety of public and private sector partners to bring its uniquely effective brand of experiential project-based learning to young people. And NIFTY students are supported by trained teachers coached by dedicated volunteers like yourself and motivated and rewarded by opportunities to buy for scholarships and seed capital at a series of annual business plan and pitch competitions. Nifty does not just teach about practical skills. It ignites passion for learning and engages students in school, preparing young people for college, career, and a dynamic future of work. We pride ourselves on enabling students to own their futures by imparting the entrepreneurial mindset. So teaching them to think and act like entrepreneurs, like you, Laurel. Um, <laughs> and, and we feel that the impact of a, of a student's nifty experience can last a lifetime. And you really have proven that model. I mean, you you, you have volunteers like me who yes. you basically stopped and was like, you need to be a part of this organization. And yep. I was like, you're 100% right. <laughs> and then you also have an amazing return of students that have gone through the program who now coach and donate and, and are really, really engaged. So I think you guys have done a fabulous job of building this organization. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we, we, we love our, our alumni um, and we love for them to stay engaged and give back, especially those who are local. They can volunteer their time coaching and, and speaking about their journey through Nifty, but also where they are at this moment in time and how they've gotten there and how Nifty has helped support them through their, their journey. And that storytelling journey is so critical and so valuable. I mean, you, you really truly change people's lives. You give them an opportunity that they otherwise would never have. And I just think that is such remarkable work that you do. And this is an actually a national organization, but we're focusing today on talking about Nifty Los Angeles, which is the, the part of the organization that I'm personally dedicated to. Yes. And also one of the... Um, most successful factions of the national organization, correct? I like to think so. I, I, I always say that, <laughs> Not you that know, we're biased or anything, right? <laughs> I'm not biased, <laughs> but I like to think so. I, I think that we have um, a great and involved board, um, and, and our board members like you are not only giving uh, financially, but also of their time, which is priceless. And Laura, I mean, I, I've said this to you before, but uh, you are amazing with our students, and 
and you are, are kind of like a mama bear. You you really <laughs> make sure that they're aware of just all aspects of business, but in in and really honing in on the marketing skills that and which are your expertise and sharing that with them. So I think we're 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 very fortunate to have board members like yourself. Um, to really coach students along during NIFTY and then as they enter into the alumni network. I think that is a part of our success. Uh, we have participated for uh, about 12 years now in the national NIFTY pitch competition, the, the Youth uh, Entrepreneurship Challenge. And I like to say we're the winningest region because, <laughs> again, from dedicated volunteers such as yourself that have worked hard to coach our students and and ask those difficult questions that we feel will help them grow as entrepreneurs. I definitely don't go easy on them, that's for no, sure. But don't. I think it, it's to their benefit. You know, even though I grew up in an entrepreneurial family, my dad was an entrepreneur from, you know, from birth, um, I didn't really understand the value of being educated to be an entrepreneur and what that actually meant. So the fact that you're giving these kids the opportunity to really understand it at such a young level is absolutely critical. And I'm always so amazed by the level, by the caliber of intelligence and ideas and creativity that these kids have. It just blows my mind. I really, I wish that I had known Nifty existed when I was younger. I it's just an incredible organization. Everyone says the same thing. Where was Nifty when I was in school? And to see <laughs> the students that are in middle school and what they come up with and, you know, at their age, I was not thinking about business. You know, I was, I won't say what I was doing, but I was not thinking <laughs> about business. And so the fact that the students are, they have the, the grit and the determination um, to really hone in on these skills and, and, and activate them and use them to their advantage is incredible to me. It's so impressive. I always say you can, you can point out a nifty student just by their confidence and mm -hmm. the ability that the, the way they stick out their chest with pride, you know, it's, it is something to be, uh, have an idea validated and be told that what you feel and think is impossible is actually possible. And here's how it's made possible. And so I, um, I'm, I'm always like you in awe of their ideas and what they're able to achieve. I think it's also really interesting to watch their journey from when they first start yes. with NIFSI to when they graduate the program. Is it yes. considered a graduation? They do graduate, right? Well, they graduate school um, and then, school, right. yeah, and, and then they move on and, like I said, into the alumni network. So they're, we want to keep them still actively engaged um, with NIFTY so that they understand this isn't just a class project. This is a this is an impactful way, way of, of changing life. your life. Exactly. Yeah. And so to yeah. just have it stop at the end of their school is not enough for us. We want to bridge the um, bridge them to the next step and having providing those resources for them to continue to work on their business plan. And typically, Nifty really has focused their efforts in uh, in low income communities. Yes. Why do you think that those communities? Is it just resources? Why have that? Why have those communities historically not been paid as much attention to as it relates to entrepreneurship? Because so many 
brilliant minds come out of those communities. Well, you and I now. know that. You, you and I know that there are a lot of brilliant minds in the underestimated communities, but they are underestimated. And so right. they are not paid. Uh, the communities in which we serve do not get the access to uh, capital. Um, they don't always have the access to technology, to access resources that are online. Um, they don't know what's out there to help them build their business um, or even to start a business. And so it is easy to focus on areas where there's plenty. There's plenty mm -hmm. of resources and we sort of forget about those under-resourced areas and not offering opportunities to pull the community up to um, an economic stability where they're creating wealth and jobs and in within the community. And so um, it's, it's, it's such, it's such a great question and a great point that you, you make. And, it, and I equate that also not only to underestimated communities, but also Women, women entrepreneurs. Mm. It is not mm -hmm. easy for women entrepreneurs to um, access capital to start their business. It's, you know, the more focus is paid to white men. And yeah. um, so we find the need and the need is in those communities working with black and brown uh, students to really really give them uh, the foundation and the platform and to bring attention and awareness to the brilliance in our communities and have that focus so that feces and corporations understand that their, their money could grow and really work hard in those communities. I love that you brought up the gender equality conversation because I, I don't actually often think about that when I think about Nifty. I think about the underrepresented communities, but you're absolutely right. And now looking back at my time within Nifty, I oftentimes work with the 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 the, the young girls in the organization. Yeah. And it's my absolute favorite thing to do because they just need someone to believe in them. They yeah. just need someone to hold their hand a little bit and tell them that anything is possible. And you know that one of my favorite things to tell them is that everyone is faking it. And once I feel like they get that, it gives them that confidence, that, that chest puffing that you mentioned before that allows them to go out into the world and really make something brilliant of themselves. Agreed. Agreed. It definitely uh, helps with the self-esteem. And again, realizing that the impossible is definitely possible. And you've done a wonderful job in doing and sharing that Insight. absolutely been my honor. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'd love for you to share one of your top success stories. So stay tuned. We are thrilled that you've joined us here on the Elevate Your Brand podcast. But did you know we have a ton more useful content on our blog page? Make sure to go to elevatemybrand.com and check out the tips and tricks that we share with you every week on how to elevate your brand via marketing, advertising, branding, messaging, social media, you name it. We've got your back. Hi, guys. Thanks for sticking with us. And if you're just tuning in, I am chatting with my friend, Kim Small, who is the executive director for Nifty Los Angeles. We were talking a little bit about kind of the ethos of the organization and why it's so critical, especially in today's day and age. We talked a little bit about the gender equality conversation and, of course, my 
joy in participating with you. I'd love for you to share one of your main like big successes that you've uh, that's come out of Nifty that you're so proud of. Yeah, so I would, I would share um, the story of our national winner, Kelsey Johnson. And Kelsey started um, her nifty journey in high school. Yes, kinky caps, (laughs) right, the shower turban. But she started off in high school and she, what she was doing was her idea, she kind of was loving it. And then she thought, "Uh, I wear my braids down to my waist. Mm -hmm. And when I am in the shower, I have to construct some sort of gadget apparatus to keep my braids on top of my head and keep them from getting wet. Mm -hmm. And so she created the shower turban and she, this, I, I honestly, it just came to mind, to her mind, like two weeks before the project was due. And she ran into her parents' room and said, this is what I'm going to do. What do you think? Her mom helped her create a prototype. She pitched it. And when she pitched it, I was actually in the class and I said to her teacher, you have a winner right there. And it just, it, yeah, it was, it was like, wow, this is really good. And the fact that she had a prototype and, you know, that was even better. So Kelsey went through the competition process regionally and then moved on to the national competition where she won, but it was so awesome to see her evolution and the growth. But what was even more impressive to me and what really, um, what really affected Kelsey was the number of people that rallied around her, Mm. the village it took to get her from her high school classroom competition to the national competition. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just a nifty, it wasn't just nifty. It was her teacher and her teacher's community. It was her parents' community. Um, It was amazing. Everyone that really came in and, you know, lended a hand to creating a prototype and her logo and her website and getting pictures taken for her and how to brand it and how to market it. Um, She was so overwhelmed she had never had that experience where others believed in her more than she believed in herself. Mm. Um, and I always say it took a village to get, to get that win. And, and it really epitomizes what Nifty is about. It's not just a program that's in the school. It is a program in which the community can get involved with and support the success of every student. She would be my greatest success story as my, uh, in my term as executive director. I love it. Yeah. And I remember being in the room when she pitched and, you know, well, I personally, it, it's not something that I have experience with. What she created was this shower cap for uh, women of color who um, had a, that longer hair experience. And I thought to myself, huh, how has nobody actually thought of this before? This has got to be a pervasive issue in that community. Right. And and those are some of the best ideas, the ones that are those like kind of aha moments because you have your own personal experience with them. And the fact that she recognized that, saw a gap in the marketplace and followed through and even to create the prototype and then won national is just incredible. Like I get chills every time I think about the first time I saw her pitching in that room. So incredible. She is awesome. She is awesome. The confidence that came from it as well. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, I mean, it, you really see them evolve into these young adults. They come in, they, they kind of have their heads down, their shoulders stooped a little bit. And throughout the process of evolution of growing this idea and this concept, these concepts, they become these full-fledged adults. They can speak about cost of goods. They can speak about marketing. They can speak about manufacturing. I mean, it, it more intelligently than some of my adult friends, frankly. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And what is, I, you know, you're, you're exactly right, Laurel. It really makes what they're learning in their math classes relevant, right? They get an understanding of, okay, this is how I come up with the a cost of one unit. And this is why it's important. We find that when students are going through the business plan process, they're able to really understand how to uh, just algebra. They're able to understand their speech class a little better because they've got to pitch their business and be very, you know, precise and persuasive it just makes learning un relatable and and relevant in totally. a student's life it's yeah. practical application of these theories that in you know in my grammar school days back in the day I was like why the heck do I need to know exactly. any of this this is not <laughs> worth my time and effort but that's part of the nifty gift is that you take these conceptual ideas and you 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 actually apply them and I think right. when kids see that they understand the value of education. They understand what entrepreneurship truly is. And I mean, there's nothing more valuable in my opinion. I agree. I definitely agree. It is, it is a life altering experience and it is impactful that it can really make a difference in, again, a student owning their own future. And I have to say it's a life impacting experience for the coaches and for the board members yes. and for all of us involved every single time I'm, I get off of a, a, a call with the kids, I just think this is our future. And it makes me so proud and so excited and hopeful, even with what's been going on globally, you know, right. those are the moments that uplift me personally and give me hope for what's going to happen in, in the future because of these kids. I agree. I'm glad you said that. It really, we always look for opportunities where both the student and our volunteers can have a, um, a meaningful experience. And so I, yes, and, and they, volunteers will always say that working with the student gives them that hope. It gives them that inspiration and they always come back to volunteer because they've had such a great experience with our students and they've learned so much from the student that they want to come back and, and give more and more of their time. And we're so appreciative of that. We need those experts that those, those experts in the community to share again, their knowledge with our students. And sometimes it's just a matter of listening to their presentation and giving them feedback on how to stand voice inflection, just simple things like that you know mm -hmm. you don't always have to be a business expert to coach a nifty student I am an educator I I know very little about business but <laughs> I'm, I'm an executive director of an entrepreneurship program and but I definitely rely on my on the volunteers on the board and my staff to really help bring the curriculum to life and, mm -hmm. and create a meaningful experience for our students. Well, I think that's a perfect segue to asking you how our listeners can get involved. Well, yes, 
please go to nifty.com and you can click on the program offices and click on Los Angeles. You can go to, um, on, on nifty.com, there is a, uh, a tab where you can volunteer. And if you click on the volunteer tab, you can search for volunteer opportunities within Los Angeles, um, where you can get involved. We're coming into competition season and we'll need volunteers to coach our students and to uh, act as judges. Now it's going to look a little different this time because of COVID. So we're utilizing a platform where students are able to upload their videos and their, uh, pitch decks, as well as their business plans. And our volunteers can at their own time, at their own pace, go online and review all of this information and give feedback and use a rubric to help score the students so that we can go from, oh gosh, 6,000 kids down to narrow it down to 60 businesses and narrow it down to five businesses. So we definitely need volunteers to help with that process. And the more the merrier. I mean, there's, again, there's going to be a number of uh, opportunities to be, act as judges for our competition. So everyone is, is, is able to get involved, both locally and nationally as well. But just visiting nifty.com, nfte.com, and, and clicking on volu the volunteer link. And of course, you can follow them on social media as well. There's lots of opportunities there to get involved. Um, but just, you know, raise your hand, get involved. This organization has brought me so much joy. And um, it's been my honor to be a part of the, of, of the conversation with these remarkable young adults. Uh, we're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, let's talk fundraising. So stay tuned. If you're listening to this podcast, it's probably very likely that you've worked with a marketing agency that hasn't really worked out. That's why Elevate My Brand has developed our roadmap to marketing process. We use an extremely data-driven approach to show you exactly what your competitors are doing in the omnichannel space so that we can develop a strategy and tactical approach to success in your marketing. Call us today and let's get mapping. All right, guys, chatting with my friend Kim Small, who's the executive director of Nifty Los Angeles. Um, I, I want to make sure that we talk about how Nifty fundraises and what the use of that funds really looks like in terms of activating uh, the youth that we've been talking about. Can you share with us kind of the, the overall model? Yes. So we have a number of corporate partners that generously give. Uh, we do write a number of grants for um, foundations and also for corporate partners. So our money comes in with, um, in, in several streams, it's comes in, it comes in through grants and from, uh, banks and foundations and corporate partners. It also comes in, um, from individual donors. Um, we do charge our schools and school districts a, a small, um, a small fee, um, because we know that a lot of our schools and school districts are cash strapped. And so we rely on our grants and our corporate partners and our individual donors to offset the cost of nifty. And so fundraising is, um, it's continuous. Of course, you know, we're a nonprofit. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, I'm always asking for money, um, because as we grow, in reaching uh, uh, reaching more students, then we want to make sure that 
uh, we bring in money to cover the costs of that. And I, it's, I, I can't say no. So <laughs> I'm always looking to bring on more partners. And I, you know, I just got off a call today with an, uh, another, a new community-based organization. So I said, okay, well, I got to go search for some money so we can get more kids involved from your organization. Um, I'm, I'm not going to say no, but we rely on donations and grants to help with, again, offset setting the cost of NIFTY and making sure that we're able to reach as many students as possible because these are lives, again, that we're impacting. And so we rely greatly on um, fundraising as as any normal nonprofit does. Sure. The reason I ask is because obviously we want our audience to donate. So when you go yes. to the NIFTY page, please, 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 whether it's $10, $100, $1,000, every little bit counts. So that's my my plea, my ask of everyone who's listening in. This is clearly an organization that I feel personally very strongly about because I have seen firsthand the good work that you guys do. So I uh, I implore everyone on this call, just donate t- even $10. Please, please. It please. makes a huge difference. It, it really does. does. It People really don't does. think that, but it does. It really and does. you can set up recurring donations. Uh, there's a number of different ways to, to, to give back other than of your time and effort, which we would, of course, appreciate as well. Um, exactly. And I want to make sure that you talk about the struggle right now, because obviously COVID has made things really, really challenging. So if you could, uh, uh, you know, give a little bit of an emotional plea in terms of what's currently happening in COVID and, and how and why we need our audience to stand up and, and support. Yeah, we, you know, we've seen since March, um, we've seen a huge digital divide with our students because our students are in under-resourced communities. We've seen a number of them go without, um, which is heartbreaking. You know, if you have a family of four kids with one device, then how are all four kids supposed to learn? Right. And so it's either lack of access to technology in terms of a device or even uh, the internet. Internet now is not a luxury. It is a necessity. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've done a lot of um, asks uh, for of our asking of our partners to help with providing funds so that we can help support our teachers and our students um, with staying connected, not just for NIFTY, because NIFTY's curriculum is digital, so it's all online, but also just because it is now, it's it's a necessity, you know, we, we, it's, we want our students to have access, equal access. And the equity in technology we've seen uh, since COVID has just been horrendous. Um, but we are, uh, you know, our hope is to get the students back into, into school soon. I don't know if that will happen. I want it to be done, but done safely. Um, it's, it's not just a matter of learning, but it's also the social emotional stress that has been put on a student during this time, you know, and there's been a huge um, increase in unemployment uh, and, and students have had to go to work. They've had to decide, do we go to work or do I learn? And so they've chosen to go to work. Um, We've created a online, of course, digital learning uh, for adults, because we knew a lot of our students' families would be affected by COVID and, and, and a part of this unemployment crisis. And so we thought, well, let's 
give something. Let's give back. And unfortunately, it's, I mean, fortunately and unfortunately, it's online. Um, but it is out there. It's a, it's a two-week self-paced curriculum that we offer um, to adults if they want to grow their business or start a business. It just gives the foundations. Uh, but it is it is something to see on the screen when you're working with a teacher or you're doing a volunteer opportunity and you see all of these black screens with white letters. Mm-hmm. And we hear from our teachers that they're not getting uh, there. You may have 50% attendance or we need to start this activity a little later because kids are in line to get food and we need to start our day a little later. Or, you know, kids don't want to turn their cameras on because they don't want you to see what's happening in their home. Um, or they're just not engaged. You know, it is hard to be engaged online. I'm an adult. I'm on Zoom most of the day. And by the end of the day, I'm exhausted. So I can only imagine what these young students are going through and what our teachers are going through. It's it's impressive for me to go into a classroom and see them standing in front of the students and giving it their all and being creative with the way they're educating our students and doing this all day. Imagine doing this on Zoom and not getting that interaction that they're so used to in the classroom. It's definitely heartbreaking for us, but we, you know, we're committed to our students and our teachers and we're going to do all that we can, um, all that's possible to help them continue teaching and learning. Um, and again, it's not just about nifty. It is just because it's just for the love of education that we stay involved. I love it. And you've been with nifty for how long now? Uh, going into my fifth year. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you pulled me in about three years ago. So. I did. I did. And I told you, you had to be on the board too. <laughs> and it's been absolutely my honor, as has this conversation, Kim. I, I love what it is that you guys do. Obviously, you know, Thank I'm committed you. to it. I hope that our listeners will feel similarly. It's it's really our duty and our obligation as entrepreneurs in this community to stand up, give back either of time and money and make sure that um, that the youth, that the the youth in these communities that are underrepresented, um, really have the opportunity to thrive, and that's exactly what Nifty does. Thank you, Laurel. Thank you so much for this opportunity, and thank you for your dedication to Nifty. It, it's just been a pleasure. It's been absolutely my honor, Kim. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. This has been fun. It's so fun. I just feel like we're we're always chatting like girlfriends, and and if we we're doing a little bit of good in the world, then we've done our part for the day, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, thanks for for being on the show, and guys, thanks for tuning in, and stay tuned for more. Elevate your brand. Coming up next.